How you guys doing today? Oh, you guys got to wake up. Come on. How y'all doing? I know uh, Pastor Kyle typically preaches off this little table, and uh, my eyes are not as good as his, so I'm going to preach off something, and I have a glaring iPad so I can see it. I used to have a smaller iPad, and I, I told my wife, can we sell both of our iPads and just get this big one? And everybody that comes in contact with me goes, man, that thing's huge. And I'm like, well, I still can't see it, so it's all good. Um, and I'm so glad to be here and honored to be here at Fathom Church. Um, I actually used to live in Jacksonville um, for about two years, um, not too long ago, just about a year ago, we moved back down to Tampa, which is where we reside now at City Life Church, like he was saying. And I actually work with um, Pastor Kyle's dad. Um, I don't know if you guys know who uh, Pastor Mike is, but he's actually my boss. And so if I don't do a good job here today, um, I probably will hear it. Um, <laughs> But I'm excited to be here um, and excited to bring a word today. And uh, first off, before we dive into this, um, I want to just introduce my awesome family. We're on vacation right now in Savannah, Georgia, and, uh, and so I drove down this morning. But this is my wife, Julie, and my two kids, my sons. Um, Asher is the small one, and Judah is the, the, the big one down at the bottom there, and they are amazing. Judah which his name means praise, uh, is just a joy. And then Asher, his, he is uh, a blessing of God. Um, and over the, over the holidays, he has adopted the name Smasher because he destroys everything in his path. And, uh, and so they keep me busy. And um, we're, we're in Savannah this weekend celebrating Memorial Day weekend with her family. And her dad just turned 70. We celebrated him last night. And, uh, and so I'm excited to be here. Tonight, uh, or today, this morning, I want to share a word from you and uh, for you guys. And I want to share on the subject of focal point. <clears throat> focal point. And what I mean by that is, in design, um, there are a couple rules. And there are like seven big rules that, you, that every designer must follow and really tries to adhere to. One of those is focal point. And I don't know about you, just raise your hand in here if you have a place in your home or where you live or a place that you have just like designated your space, like anybody in here. Like you've got your stamp on it. it, it's got your colors, your vibe, it's got your flavor, it's got, maybe it even smells like you, I don't know, like maybe you walk into the room and it just speaks your name all over it. And the thing about, I love about having a space of our own is that we can Simply put our own stamp and flavor on this. I mean, if you walk into Fathom Church, you see the flavor of your pastor all over this, this place. I mean, it just has the vibe that Fathom Church. And when I see things that um, have this look, I automatically think of Fathom Church. And I love, um, I love design. Like he said, I'm a creative person. I try to be a creative person. I, I, I tell my staff that I don't, I'm not very cr- originally creative. I steal a lot of stuff and make it look even better. Um, that's what I'm good at. Um, I served as a, uh, a youth pastor for eight years in Orlando, and uh, then I moved up here to Jacksonville, served as a creative pastor here at a large church, and, um, and then I, I, I felt the calling to go back home to Tampa to be with family, because with two boys, um, you all understand and realize that um, having family near you and their grandparents in their life is so important. But focal point is having a, a, a design, it is, is 
defined as this, the center of interest, and I think that's a typo, it's my fault, the center of interest or activity. The center of interest or activity, or, or better put, it is what captivates our attention and our time. It's what captivates our attention and our time. And so in a design, interior design, we know that a focal point is what causes us to look at a certain direction. In a room, maybe it's a fireplace, maybe it's a television, maybe um, if you walk into this room, what's the focal point? You. Come on, speak to me here. Come on, wake up. Right? No, not me, I hope not. Uh, the, the, we all know that we're sitting in chairs, right, and we're all facing this way, right? And so we understand that this is the focal point of this room. Well, for me, I'm a student pastor right now down in Tampa, Florida, and teenagers keep me on my toes. And going into summer, I realize that teenagers, they sleep all day long. So this might be the focal point of a teenager's room at this point right now, right? They're out of school. They stay up till 4 a.m. and they sleep till 4 p.m., right? And, and in these rooms, you understand that also they might have the focal point is the bed. But then you, we talked about this earlier, uh, that these rooms have smells with teenagers if you have a teenager, you know what that smell is. And if you don't, I'll invite you to come down on one of our youth trips. You will smell that smell real quick. But there's a focal point in this room, and that is the bed. Maybe, maybe your room, maybe your dream room is a room like this. The next one here. What's the focal point here? Come on, talk to me. Help me out here. Family, right? Right? You ever been to these, these houses where you walk up the stairs, and as you walk up the stairs, it's like through the years, the kids grow older. You know what I'm talking about? My, my parents have this kind of wall in their house where it's just like me and my brother through the years as we grow up. It is the focal point of their rooms and their houses. They have pictures of their family everywhere. That's the focal point of this room. Maybe your room looks something like this. And in this room, we've got all these chairs, and they're all facing each other, Right? So the focal point of this room is other people. It's, it's to, I'll use a word that's not really a word, it's to conversate with people, right? It is to communicate, it's to hang out, it's to fellowship, it's to, to, to do life with people in this room. The focal point in this room is definitely people. Maybe your room looks something like this. What's the focal point in this room? Right? The refrigerator, right? That holds our food, Right? Anybody love food? Come on, there's a place here, and uh, it, it, it's actually from the home, the, where I first started work called Four Rivers Barbecue. Anybody been there? Come on, that is Jesus on a platter right there. Come on. I love horse. I love food. I actually have a, a, a small group in our, our church called Friday Night Foodies. And, and we just get together and we hang out with people. And we want to go to hole in the wall places where we can meet and hang out and, and eat food that is just not typical food. Um, I had one here when I was actually in, in Jacksonville. We went to Friday Night Foodies, and we went to places like Clark's Fish Camp. You been there? Everybody, anybody ever tried the, 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 the rare meats menu? No? Come on, you got to be adventurous. They got like rattlesnake, they've got alligator, they've got shark. And we challenged all of our people when we went on, this, on our, our Connect group. We said, hey, um, everybody's got to order a random meat, and <laughs> we're all going to share. Um, Maybe your room looks like this. Maybe it is all centered around a desk. And in this room, the focal point is definitely work. Everything's about what can I do next? What's the next biggest project? What is 
my next big task that I got to accomplish. This, this room is completely centered around the desk and what they've got to accomplish next. Maybe your room looks like this. All the guys are like, yes, secretly. And the wives are like, no. But in this room, what's the focal point? The TV, right? And we, we, we have rooms that are built around TVs. And, and it's amazing to me. You know, you expect with technology. I love technology. I'm all into technology. I'm very tech savvy. With DVR, you think that, you know, that our lives would not be centered around TV, that now we can, because we can pause and watch stuff and record stuff and watch it whenever we want, that it wouldn't consume our lives. But now all of a sudden that DVRs have come out that we seem to watch more TV, right? Because we're like, oh, I can't watch it now, but I'll just record it. I'll watch it later. And we just, we inundate. And this, this room, the complete focus is this, especially around football season, right? Some guys can't wait to leave church just to get home to watch the Jaguars play, right? Even though they lose quite a bit. Sorry, I'm just saying. <laughs> Maybe your room looks like this. Maybe your room looks like this. Now the girls are like, oh. Maybe your life is centered and and your rooms are completely focused around your children, where your time and your energy and all the activity is centered around how can I make their life better? How can I how can I mature this child up to be a great man or woman of God? How can I how can I raise this person up? How can I afford this little person that takes all of my money away? You know, like right? I, I tell my wife all the time, I remember when we were single. We just got married, didn't have kids, didn't have a mortgage. We had tons of money in the bank, and those days are gone. Um, Let's go on to the next one. Maybe your room looks like this. You'll never find this room in my house. I'm not a reader. I'm I'm an audiobook kind of guy, you know, and and if that's even ever a chance, I I don't always read books. I should read more. They say leaders are readers. Maybe I'm not a great leader. I don't know. I just, I just don't read. But maybe for you, this room, we obviously see that the focal point is books, right? And people center their lives around books, right? If you've never understood that, maybe you should introduce yourself to somebody who is really into the Lord of Rings, you know, the whole novels of those, right? Those people are obsessed and captivated with the Lord of the Rings so much that they even go into woods and they role play and do weird kinds of things like that. <laughs> They're... Captain, this room is centered. The, the focus of this room is books. Maybe your room looks something like this. What is this one? What's the focal point of this room? Accomplishment, awards, achievement, success. You see, the person that owns this room is probably always figuring out what can I be acknowledged for next? What can I be recognized for next? What can I be seen great at next? And here's the deal is, just as in design, focal point is all centered around the interest and the activity where our time is and where our attention is. As Christians, we have to have the same kind of principle put into place where our lives are completely designed around Jesus. So that when people come in contact with us, when they see our lives, that it immediately directs their attention towards the one we serve. Not towards 
achievements and success, not towards work, not towards celebrity in Hollywood, not towards all these things, but that our lives would center themselves around Jesus. And with all these rooms, they all had a focal point. Have you ever been in a room that doesn't have a focal point? You ever seen the show Hoarders? Right? When there's no focus, when there's no focal point, there's chaos and clutter and distraction. And I love this in Hebrews 12.1. I want to bump off with this passage today. And it says this, let us throw off everything that hinders us and the sin that so easily entangles us. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on who? Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith. I love that the Apostle Paul in this passage, he pinpoints and he writes these specific words, let us run with perseverance. That word perseverance, uh, if you look it up in the dictionary, this is actually a secular definition of perseverance. It says this, continuing in a state of grace to the end. This is not pulled out of the Bible. This is a secular definition Continuing in a state of grace. When I think of grace, you know, we obviously think of the unmerited favor, getting the favor of God without even deserving it, understanding that's what grace is. But when I think of grace, I also think of something like a ballerina, right? When they move, when they move, it's like, you know, very fluid, you know? It's very graceful. Everything is graceful. And, and he says this, let us run with perseverance, with grace, with fluidity, the race that's marked out for us. When we come in contact with obstacles and distractions, because we will come in contact with speed bumps and distractions in our lives, that we, we handle them with grace and we're locked with focus onto Jesus. No matter what we come in contact with, we still pers- persevere through life with grace, with ease, Never giving up, never getting caught up in the moments of life, never getting distracted from the finish line, never taking our eyes off the reason we live our faith, which is Jesus. Because that's what eternal success is all about, is focusing our eyes and pursuing him. See, life happens, right? People think that, you know, possibly if I accept Jesus in my life that all my problems go away. (laughs) No, sometimes they grow, right? Sometimes you have more problems because the the deal is is when you pursue God, the devil is even more on attack on your life, and he's even harder after you. And, And if we don't have our eyes fixed on Jesus, then we come in contact with those distractions and those speed bumps in life. We can't handle them with grace because our eyes are not focused on him. So we've got to fix our eyes on him. Fix our eyes on him. If we're not careful, we'll be like the the dog that's riding in the car along the road, right? You know, he's like, tree, 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 squirrel, you know? (laughs) We've got to fix our eyes and not get distracted. And if we focus our eyes on Christ, no matter what comes in contact with our life, we won't be distracted by the smallest things. I have this guy on staff that I work with, and we tease him all the time, any moment, because he has, like, extreme ADD. And we'll be, like, totally focused. And he'll just throw a squirrel moment in there. We just say... Constantly saying, squirrel, squirrel. We can't get distracted in this life. We're on this race, and we've got to persevere towards Christ to the end. Let me give you a simple illustration over here. I I brought this rope in. And so um, you may have seen this. Like I said, I'm not creative. I steal things and just try to do that better. But, uh, you know, I saw this illustration by a guy, and he talks about how 
Imagine that this is your life. This little red part right here is your life. And all of this is eternity. This right here is your life. And all of this is eternity. And so many times we get focused on this little red part. And we forget about all of this. We grow up, right? And we're focused right here. Here's the beginning of our life. And we, we use this statement a lot. I can't wait until. I can't even wait until I find that special somebody. I can't wait till I find somebody that's going to love me for me. I can't wait until once I meet that person, then I can finally, I can finally maybe have kids with that person. Maybe one day I, I, I'll, I'll afford a house, and I can't wait until that moment. And then we, when we get a house and we get a job, then we start doing this thing, right? We, we, we save and 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 save so we can enjoy this little moment right here, right here. Don't we do that? And we work so hard and we focus on so many things that are not eternal, that are just temporary. And we focus and we focus and we focus on the small things. And I want us to understand that we've got to focus on Jesus and what is more important. Because we get so caught up in this small red piece that we forget that this is what's really, really important. We live for so many other things. We live for books. We live for food. We live for TV. We live for Hollywood. We live for all these things. And yet, we were designed and created to live for Jesus. So we got to be in pursuit with grace. Some of the people might say, well, you know, Pastor Justin, that's stupid. It's important to save. I agree. It's important to save. But it's also stupid when you say this is not important. Because this is so much more important. I love what uh, the Apostle Paul says. He says, to live is Christ and to die is gain. To live is living for Christ, but to die we get to gain because we receive him in person. We've got to focus. I love the message version. If you ever read the message, I love the message translation of the Bible. But it says it's like comparing life to more life. Life to more life. You see, this, yes, this is important, and we were created to be on this earth to spread the gospel and to share the news and to share the love of Christ. That is so true. But let us not get distracted by all the things that life throws at us that we forget that there is an eternity out there. And there's going to be a day when all of us, our lives will end. And what matters here is all going to be determined by what happened here. I want to challenge you guys tonight to focus on that and to really fix your eyes on Jesus. Another story that really depicts this is, in, um, is Luke 10. And it's the story of Martha. Anybody ever heard the story of Martha and Mary when Jesus visits their house, right? And, and it, it reads this. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself. Tell her to help me. I love this. She's telling Jesus what to do. Tell her to help me. And he says, Martha, Martha, the Lord answered. 
You are worried and upset about many things, but only one thing is needed. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. I've read this passage before, and I don't know about you, but I empathize with Martha. Not Mary. Mary is spending time with Jesus, and I, I, I empathize with Martha because anybody ever been into a place where, you know, she's doing all the work, right? Martha's doing everything. You ever been in a, a work environment where you're, like, working your tail off, doing everything you can do, and you have coworkers that are just lazy and not doing anything? I empathize with Martha. I, I, I struggle. It, 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 let's take it to a family life. And when you get together in Thanksgiving and Christmas and you've got those that bring and they work hard and slave over a stove to bring food and then you've got those that don't cook anything and they come to just reap the benefits, right? I empathize with Martha because she's working tirelessly to please Jesus. But let me, let me illustrate this for a second. Let me borrow your stool for a moment here. And it's okay. It's all good. Still works. Here we go. So let me borrow somebody here. Can I borrow you? Oh, she's freaking out. She's freaking out. Come here. Come here. Come here. What's your name? Emily. Emily. Give it up for Emily today. Emily. Come here. Have a seat. Um, I, I've got some food for you. I want you to have a seat for a moment. And... Um, yeah, over here. Oh, it's a piece of bread. Here we go. We'll take communion early. There we go. And let me, let me get you this. Here's some, here's some water if you want. Um, just don't spill it on this, and I'll be fine. Uh, is, are you too hot? Are you, let, me, let me go check the air condition. Hold on one second. Um, here, hold on. Um, 72. Is it, too, is it too cold? You know, because some people say it's too cold in church sometimes. And so, okay, uh, is it too dark? Is it, can we get the lights up for me? Okay, let me, let me just... Let me get this out of the way. I want to move this because I don't want anybody to trip and get a lawsuit. And then Pastor Kyle will be really upset with me. Okay. Everything good here? You good? You good? Okay. Uh, all right. So here, oh, that's, I got some water there. Here you go. Here. There you go. Okay. There we go. Oh, oops, sorry. Hold that right there. Okay. Let me move that out of the way. It's dripping everywhere. Okay. So you good? You good? Your shoes okay? Over down there? Okay. Good. Um, where's, where's our attention? Right? It's all over the place. And, and your eyes are following me instead of the guest of honor. And here's where Jesus is trying to paint a picture to us. Is he's saying, Martha, Mary's chosen what is better because I'm here in your presence. And here Martha's doing all this thing and it's turning everybody's attention away from the guest of honor all on her. Give it up for Emily today. Thank you so much. We do that. Are you sure you don't want that? Okay, okay. We do that. We do that in our lives, right? We come into church and we attend. We serve. And the guest of honor is in this room. And a lot of times we're so busy doing all the works of God that we're not spending time building a relationship with God. I got really convicted about this a few years back where every week I'm pouring into students and trying my best to just, just throw the word of God into their life and hopefully it sticks and they grab hold of it and run with it. And I spent a lot of time writing messages and preparing each week to speak to their lives. 
that I found that my, my, my time even got so consumed with building the message, and that became my, my moments with God. Even when I was here in Jacksonville, part of the reason I left is because my life got so busy and so inundated with just to-do lists and tasks and what we got to accomplish next. And, and, and yes, I was doing ministry. I was actually doing things that were good. They were building the kingdom, but yet my life got so distracted and my focus got completely off of the reason I'm doing what I'm doing that it got completely focused on the task that I was doing. And God really convicted me. He says, you're doing ministry, but you're not doing life with me. And that's what's painted in this picture with Martha and Mary. He's saying, what you're doing is good, Martha, but I'm here. You're not even spending time with me right now. You're not even focused on me. Not, to, not that Jesus needs us to completely be focused. He doesn't need us at all. But he wants us, and he wants us to have a relationship with him, and it not to just be a, all about works. The Bible says that in the end, we'll stand face to face, and it's not our works that he'll look at. It's going to be the fruit of our life that he really focuses on and takes inventory of. And I want you to take inventory of your life today and ask yourself, what has been the focal point of my life? What have you centered your life around? Is it built around success? Is it built around your family? Is it built around accolades and awards? Is it built around celebrityism and Hollywood? Is it built around things and possessions, materialism? Or is it built around the reason we were created the reason we come in this room and sing and lift up praise, was it built around, is it designed around Jesus? Since we're talking about interior design, anybody ever seen the, uh, the show Extreme Makeover Home Edition? Come on, raise your hand. Are you guys alive in this place? Come on. Right? I used to be my favorite show. I used to love this show. And these people come into this, these people's lives who are struggling, maybe they're, they've ran into hard times, and they go to make over their, it's extreme, they make over their house, sometimes build it from the ground up. But it gets down to the end of the show, and the family's standing there in front of a brand new home, but something's in the way. There's this big thing standing there, and this whole show drives down to the very last point of this, and there's three words that they shout out, and it's what? It's right. Move that bus. Because they want to move that bus, and, and the producers of this show, they're so creative, and they're such geniuses, because when that bus moves away, you think all of a sudden we're going to look at this masterpiece of a house, but where does the cameras turn, right? Where do they turn? The people, right? Because the producers know if, they, if we could see the expression on their faces, they're building the tension, they're building the suspense. And you see these people, sometimes they, 
sometimes they, they're just cool and calm, and then sometimes they are just crazy. You got people that are responsive like, and then you got people that are losing, oh my gosh, oh. you know, like they're, they're losing it, and, and, and it makes us want to look at these people and we see them flipping out emotionally. They're being wrecked. They are completely captivated, and they're in awe of what they see in front of them. And we're staring at them, and that's all we're staring. And as we're watching them on TV, and we're seeing their reactions, and we're seeing that they're visibly being affected and impacted by something that is beautiful, it makes us want to say, what, do you, what, are, you, what, what are they looking at? And it it makes us want to turn to the thing of beauty that's standing in front of them. And that's what our lives should be. Our focus should be on Jesus, completely captivated, that our lives are emotionally impacted, that they are visibly affected, that our lives are completely changed, and all of a sudden, because of our life-changing experience, that when people look at us, that it makes them want to go, what are they looking at? What is impacting their life? That our lives should turn people's focus to Jesus because we are completely focused on Jesus. That's what we should be. That's the design of our life. That's what God has called us to. He's called us to design our life around Jesus so that when people see us, they see him. They see him. And so today I want to, I threw something on your team today and I asked if we could sing a song. And uh, it really just captivates what I want to say. And this is what I want to do. I want you just to stand to your feet for a moment. And you may not know this song. It's okay. But I want you just to close your eyes for a moment before we sing. And I want you to take inventory of where you stand right now in your life. And I want you to ask yourself the hard question. Is my life designed around Jesus? Am I completely focused when people see me, do they see that I'm impacted by him? When people see me, do they see that I'm changed by a life-changing God? And if it's not, today's the day when that can change. Because just like the show Extreme Makeover Edition, we can knock down some walls, we can knock down some distractions, we can knock down the things that are standing in the way of Jesus, those things that are hindering us so that we can persevere towards him. So I want to pray real quick before we sing, and if that's you, I want you to just lift your hand in this place, and I want, to, I want to partner in prayer with you today, and I want to pray over you. Amen. Anyone else? Amen. Yes. Amen. God, we lift you up. We lift you higher than any other thing. God, we begin to prioritize you first. God, I understand that our schedules get, get packed and they jam-packed full of appointments and things that we've got to do and there's work and there's school and there's family and, and in all this, God, somewhere there are times when you just get pushed down and further down and further down and further down the list.
And so God, I pray right now, Lord Jesus, that although those other things, they are good and they are important, God, that they are not as important as you are. And just as Jesus told Martha, Mary is doing what is better. God, I choose that we do what is better. God, that we would choose you first and then everything else will follow. God, we ask, Lord Jesus, that for those that lifted their hands today and they say, maybe I haven't gotten it right, maybe I haven't, I haven't really put you first. God, I pray right now, Lord, as they leave this place today, God, that these words wouldn't fall flat and they wouldn't be void in their life, God, but they would come to life and they would be challenged to put that thought process to action. God, we thank you, Jesus, for who you are.